0: God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good morning everyone in the United States and around the world. This is Kenard Brown speaking. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God Biblical Instructional Program. Today I'm going to talk about a subject that um, not too many people really understand. Uh, It's found in Leviticus chapter 23. Um, For those who don't know me, I'm in the process of uh, closing out, celebrating the fall festivals that are listed in Leviticus chapter 23, that your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Yeshua Messiah, or HaMashiach, celebrated. And we are commanded in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, to walk in his footsteps or do as he did. And that's the reason why I do it, because he is our example, as John 14, verse 6 states, he is the way. He is the life. He is the truth. He is the word of God, the Messiah. So, in Leviticus chapter 23, in verse 24, I'm reading this in the King James Version. It says, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In this seventh month, in the first day of the month, month means new moon, in Hebrew, shall you have a Shabbat, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy congregation. Now, This Holy Day Really Represents Or symbolizes The seven trumpets That will be unleashed Upon the earth During the tribulation The Jews Call this Rosh Hashanah It's not the beginning of the year In reference to Keeping the calendar But it is the beginning of the year As far as agriculturally But it's not what you use to say, hey, it's the official beginning of the year to be able to tell which month we have on the calendar. But anyway, this prophetically represents the seven trumpets of the book of Revelation, culminating in the seventh trump, which will initiate the resurrection. But the Jews teach that from the festival of trumpets all the way into Actually, um, the seventh day of the Festival of Sukkot, there's a judgment period. And I'm going to talk about the seventh day briefly, and also the the eighth day, uh, which is after the seventh day, which ends Sukkot. But the eighth day is a separate feast altogether. And remember now, number eight represents a new beginning. All right, so I just wanted to point that out to you. In verse 25 of Leviticus chapter 23, you shall do no servile work therein, but you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. In verse 26, and the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Also on the tenth day of the seventh month there shall be a day of atonement, or Yom Kippur. It shall be a holy convocation unto you, and you shall afflict your souls, which means uh, you should fast. Uh, Isaiah 58 has the same phraseology there of afflicting your souls and an offering of fire, an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Isaiah 58 talks about how you fast. Verse 28, and you shall do no more work in that same day, for it is a day of atonement to make atonement for you before the Lord your God. Verse 29, for whatsoever so it be that shall be afflicted in that day, he shall be cut off from among the people, shall not be afflicted. And... Whatsoever so it be that do of any work in that same day, the same soul will I destroy from among his people. You shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statue forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. Verse 32, it shall be unto you a Shabbat of rest, and you shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of the month at evening from evening shall you celebrate your Shabbat. Uh, Hold your place here for those who may be wondering, well, what does afflict your souls mean? Isaiah chapter 58, starting... Uh, is verse 3. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Okay, so you have the biblical definition that afflict your soul means to fast. And you have some people incorrectly teaching that you shouldn't fast on uh, the Day of Atonement, and I say thee nay, you need to believe what your scriptures state. Anyway, verse Leviticus 23, verse 23. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of the seventh month shall be a feast of tabernacles for seven days unto the Lord. To the Lord. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work there. In seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. On the eighth day, the eighth day that we're going to focus on today, shall be a holy convocation unto you. And you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a solemn assembly. You shall do no servile work therein. So this eighth day, again, the eighth day represents a new beginning. A new beginning. And So we're going to focus a little bit more on that today. Uh, First of all, I want to briefly go over any significant uh, world news um, by going to watch.org. watch dot org. All right, so our government unfortunately, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is on the verge of breakdown, but uh when these things uh usually occur, uh they usually something usually comes through eventually. Hopefully that will be the case here. Um let me read a little bit here from Cohen's ex- excellent website, www.watch.org, watch dot org, which I'm sure he was inspired to create. Based on Luke chapter 21, verse 34 to 36, where it says, Watch and pray always that you may be able to be worthy to escape all these things and stand before the Son of Man. Uh, Luke 24, verse 36. GOP, or Grand Old Party, as the Republican Party, move on Obamacare all but ensures shutdown. House Republicans will vote to pass a one-year delay of Obamacare in exchange for funding the government, a plan that drastically increases the chances of a government shutdown this Tuesday. The decision was announced by the GOP, the grand old party, leadership in a closed meeting Saturday afternoon, according to sources present. Republicans will also pass a bill to fund U.S. troops if the government shuts down, according to GOP lawmakers. The House's funding measure would keep the government open until mid-December. This puts Senate Democrats in the White House at loggerheads with House Republicans in a standoff that could lead to the first governmental shutdown since 1995. Senate Democrats passed a bill to fund the government until November 15th, but kept intact Obamacare. See, so this this is... uh, The government shutdown, let me go to CNN's website. I think it has a little more detail on what it could do. If I can't find it, you can certainly do your research and find out for yourself what will happen if this uh, occurs. And you need to be aware of it because it could affect you. Let me see here. It says... uh, Okay, it says right here in the article on CNN. If you go to CNN and you go, defiant House delays Obamacare, government shutdown looms. And if you go down to, um, let me see, where did where did I find it at? It said experts stated, it says shutdown looms, and it's in this article somewhere. I found out. Or I thought I saw, anyway, something that was uh, major that I needed to state here. Um, let see. Obama not backing down. Political fallout. Debt ceiling. Okay, here we go. It's under the subheading, the debt ceiling. The shutdown, showdown comes... A few weeks before another fiscal deadline, the need to raise the nation's debt ceiling so the government can pay all its bills. And this is totally ridiculous that we're in this situation, but because we in America want to get it now, don't want to wait later, um, that's the reason why we're in this situation. Uh, Treasury Secretary Jack Lew said last week the limit on how much the government can borrow must be increased by October 17th or the nation could be technically in default. Analysts warn of severe economic impact from any doubt cast over whether the U.S. would fail to meet its debt obligations. A similar bout of congressional brinkmanship over the debt ceiling in 2011 led to the first ever downgrade of the U.S. credit rating. And uh, if this occurs again, we're certainly going to get another downgrade. Boner faces the same rift in his caucus over the debt ceiling. That's the head of the House of um, Representatives, the House. He's a Republican. With Tea Party conservatives pushing to undermine Obamacare and fulfill other Republican priorities in return for what Obama calls the responsibility of Congress to make sure America can pay his bills. Okay, anyway, so we know that uh, all this monkey business is going on can really cause a lot of problems here, so we need to be praying that our leaders wake up and act like responsible adults and human beings and do what they need to do to prevent causing... Um, Unnecessary suffering for many people in this country. However, is if God or Yah allows this, then we know that we need to be prepared uh, for this e- either way. Uh, Proverbs chapter twenty-two, Proverbs chapter twenty-two, verse three plainly states, "A prudent man foresees the evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished." Even our government uh, department of emergencies or preparing for emergencies, FEMA states that you should always be prepared for emergencies. So please let this stimulate you and motivate you to be prepared for an emergency, ladies and gentlemen. We are really living in perilous times. Act like it and prepare. East Quartet seeks Israeli-Palestinian action by 2014 within agreed goal of nine months. The U.N. Security Council unanimously passed a draft resolution on eliminating serious chemical weapons on Friday with a vote of 15-0. The text of the resolution, while binding, does not lay out consequences for serious noncompliance with the resolution. Beyond the threat of another resolution, that would then be passed under Chapter 6 of the U.N. Charter, which gives the Security Council the right to authorize the use of force. Okay, so... This is uh, interesting. Uh, what's going on in the world? You need to uh, pay attention. Obama did speak with the Iranian president for the first time, I think, since the nineteen yeah nineteen seventy nine. So that's significant. Uh, we'll, we'll see if uh, modern day Iran or Persia will play a role in rebuilding the temple, similar to what they did uh, back in Old Testament times. We'll see. You yeah. know, sometimes prophecy. Well, I would say more times than not. <laughs> Prophecy is doable. We'll see. We just have to watch and see whether or not that could occur again. All right. So that's it with world news today. Um, Let's go and understand what this eighth day is, which the number eight does uh, represents beginning. Now the number seven is a number that represents completion. Completion. And so we must focus a little bit here on the seventh day, the seventh day of the feast, which I celebrated yesterday based on the new moon calendar to fully understand what the eighth day is all about. So I'm going to use a book called The Book of Our Heritage by Eliyahu Kitov. It's a very good book, and it really goes into detail about all the days. Uh, all the holy days, and also the traditional Jewish holy days, and what their biblical significance is. Anyway, on page 203 of this book, it says, On Hashanah Rabbah, which is the seventh day of Sukkot, there takes place the final sealing of judgment, which begins on Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets. At the beginning of judgment on Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets, in Yom Kippur, all the world's inhabitants... All the world's inhabitants pass in review before God for judgment. During the festival of Sukkot, the world as a whole is judged for water and for the blessings of the fruit and the crops. The seventh day of the festival, Hoshana Rabbah, is the day of the final sealing of judgment. And since human life depends on water and the end of a matter is decisive, Hoshana Rabbah is somewhat similar to Yom Kippur. There is profuse prayer and a quest for repentance, as on Yom Kippur. The ancient sages have also coined a parable on this matter. The kingdom of heaven is like the kingdom on earth, and the modes of judgment in both are similar. In the kingdom on earth, when a merciful and just king sits in judgment, he decides it immediately on finding merit. If not, he suspends judgment till the defender might discover merit for the accused. After a time... He issues judgment. If he decides for mercy, he informs the accused immediately. If not, he keeps the decision for him, to himself. That not the accused finds some merit in which case the decree of judgment could be torn up and transformed to mercy. In the end, he hands over his written judgments to the messengers, whether for death or life. The messengers then leave to discharge their task, whether to dispense harsh judgments or mercy. If the written decisions were merciful, they cannot again change to harsh judgment. If they bespeak judgment, they may still be transferred to mercy at the last moment. How? If a harsh decree went forth against so-and-so who had rebelled against the king and the kings and missionaries arrived to the place of the condemned and find him happily and loyally fulfilling all the king's decrees, they say, this is not the one against whom such and such was decreed. The person who now appears to us is another man. They return to the king, and he also agrees with them. They tear up the royal decree and seal him for, the, for a good life. In the heavenly kingdom it is also thus. On Rosh Hashanah or the Festival of Trumpets or Yam Terur, all the world's inhabitants pass before God. The perfect Sidikum or the just are immediately inscribed and sealed for life. The intermediate ones are suspended till see their intermediate ones. Suspended till Yom Kippur and their judgment is sealed on Yom Kippur. The conclusion of their sealing, however, is on Hashanah Rabbah, or the seventh day of Sukkot, And it extends till dawn on Shemini Zeret. Therefore, therefore, there is profuse prayer and supplication of Hoshana Rabbah. Now, Shemini Zeret, or Shemini Zeret, is the eighth day, the eighth day that we're going to talk about today. Therefore, there is profuse prayer and supplication of Hashanah Rabbah, the seventh day of Sukkot, and an awakening towards Teshuvah, repentance, and divine mercy. Even if a harsh decree had already been rendered, it is torn up, and in heaven new notes of acquittal are written. The eighth day is an azaret, a solemn assembly, for all Israel, and they say before God, it is difficult for us to separate ourselves from your commandments. Although the mitzvah, of sukkah, and lulah, the festival, sacrifice and a water libation are concluded we linger before you and rejoicing you messengers from above then come and find all israel rejoicing before god with the happiness of love and what is love john first john chapter 2 verse 6 love is walking in all the commandments and even if there were among them such as have been condemned harm does not strike them they are now different people they love god and rejoice in him and his commandments And so this is interesting because what this eighth day really pictures is the new heavens and the new earth, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't think the Jews really understand fully what that means. But you can get the sense that they feel that there is a totality uh, of humankind uh, during the eighth day. This is uh, very interesting here uh, That uh, This eighth day is described The way it is here in this book So And it says right here Shem um, Is a separate festival on page 209 And is not tied to the festival of Sukkot But is only adjacent to it For this reason it is said both by the woman when she lights the Yom Tov candles and by the man during Kiddush. The festival is called uh, Shem Nazaret after its designation in the Torah. On the eighth day it shall be an Azaret or solemn assembly to you. And this term Azaret is an expression of affection as would be used by a father to sons who are departing from him. The father would say, Your departure is difficult for me. Terry yet another day. Another interpretation why were they kept back another day? Raj said that the matter may be likened to a king who celebrated a holiday. His servants came and honored him. The members of his household came and honored him. A matron hinted to them while he is engaged with you as your needs of the king. So does the Torah hint to Israel as your needs during the festival. The people of Israel have prayed exclusively for life and happiness of the 70 nations of the world while asking nothing for themselves. For this purpose, the Torah kept him back one more day, the eighth day. So this is the way they understand this day. And it says a unique offering. Although uh, Shemneseret is an independent festival of equal status with each of the other festivals, its sacrificial offering when the sanctuary stood different from those of the other festivals. During the seven days of the festival, the cult which preceded it, the number of sacrifices exceeded those of all the other festivals. On the other hand, there is no other festival besides. Shemezeret, on which the Mushaf offering consisted of only one ox. Why? The sages have said in the Midrash, the matter may be compared to a king who held a festival for seven days and invited all the country's inhabitants to the seven days of feasting. When the seven days of feasting were over, he said to his friend, we have already given all the inhabitants of the country their due. Let us now relax together, you and I, with whatever can be found, a litter of meat, fish, or vegetable. Thus did God say to Israel, on the eighth day it shall be an aseret, and to you relax with whatever you find with one ox and one ram. And so what they stated, the on page 211, this is an allusion to the teaching of the sages that Chimna Zaret also comprises the theme of atonement, and that it is the final sealing for the days of the year, as mentioned above. So So this is it, It and it also pictures a new beginning. And the book of Revelation really highlights all the festivals during the fall season, the festival of Sukkot, um, actually before that, the festival of trumpets, uh, which represents the seven trumpet plagues, Yom Kippur, which pictures uh, the Messiah coming back to earth, landing his feet on the Mount of Olives, as Leviticus chapter 25, verse 10, alludes to um, the uh, year of Jubilee, coming back, landing its feet on the Mount of Olives, and, and judging the world, separating the sheep from the goat. Um, and then the Sukkot continues that process. And then we have uh, Shemnazeret, or the eighth day. And in Revelation chapter 21, Revelation chapter 21, Verse 1 it states, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, or renewed heaven and a renewed earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God shall be with them, and be their God, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. So, all the wickedness of the, world, of the world is gone. Gone. No more death. No more sorrow, no more crying, neither shall there be any more pain. The former things are passed away. And then he states in verse 5, And he that sat upon the throne and said, Behold, I make all things new or refreshed. And he said, Right, for these things are true and faithful, and he said unto me, it is done, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water, of life freely, he that overcome shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son, but the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death, the second death is when you get thrown in a lake of fire, and it is a death, ladies and gentlemen. You don't live forever and ever burning up in the in, in lake of fire. It's, it's a death. It's called the second death. The Bible defines that in Revelation 20, um, the second to last verse. All who was not found in the book of life were thrown in the lake of fire, which is the second death. So it is a death. It is a death. All right, so... Um, That is the eighth day. That's what the eighth day represents. An earth that is perfect. Human beings that have been changed into immortality, and they are perfect as well. That's the reason why the Jews dance for joy, because it's the joy of all mankind. Uh, In John chapter 7, on the seventh day of the feast, Yeshua stated this. The seventh day really represents the great white throne judgment, ladies and gentlemen where all of humanity will be given an opportunity to understand the words of God. John 7, verse 37, In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried and said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spake of the Spirit, which they believe on him should receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given. Because Jesus was not yet glorified. So he said, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. Symbolizing all of humanity. If any man thirsts, let him drink of the Holy Spirit. And then, one significant verse that must be quoted to help you understand that God, he desires everyone to have an opportunity to understand him. All the aborted babies, uh, uh, there's over 2 billion people and perhaps even more than that, uh, Actually more than that that never have heard the name of Jesus Christ are they all going to be thrown in the lake of fire of course not let's let's use our common sense here uh romans eleven romans eleven verse thirty two romans eleven verse thirty two states for God has concluded them all in unbelief all of mankind. That he had might that he might have mercy upon all. That is a very significant scripture, ladies and gentlemen. Romans eleven verse thirty-two: For God has concluded them all in unbelief, that he might have mercy upon all. He would love to have mercy on upon all. He would love to do that, ladies and gentlemen. And Psalm one forty-seven is a very significant scripture. Psalm one forty-seven. Psalm 147, verse 19 states, He show of his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments to Israel. So he only really showed his word to Israel, ladies and gentlemen. Not just to Jews, but also, as I've stated many times on this program, uh, those in the United States and Canada, those in countries in northwestern Europe, Austria, South Africa, Please go to www.britam.org and be enlightened, and be undeceived, and and get the truth about who Israel really is. Verse twenty, he has not dealt with, he he has not dealt so with any nation, and as for his judgments, they have not known them. So he's saying that outside of Israel, no other nation has known his uh, statutes and judgments. That's what your your Bible states, ladies and gentlemen. And so, of course, God is going to give these other nations that have not known His judgments an opportunity to know His judgments, ladies and gentlemen. 1 uh, Timothy chapter 2. First Timothy chapter 2. Verse 4. This is the last scripture. For this is good, verse 3, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. Verse 4, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. So that is the goal. Unfortunately, there's going to be some people that will be tossed in the lake of fire. He's prophesied of it. But he would like to have all of humanity have an opportunity. So that's the reason why logically the Great White Throne Judgment, if you read it, cannot be a judgment of damnation for everyone who is resurrected. So, May the great God bless and keep you And Yah willing I'll be available to you next week Shalom, peace I am the Lord and I don't change You are j- Malachi chapter 4 For behold The day cometh That shall burn as an oven And all the proud Yea, and all that do wickedly Shall be stubble.